up. It's episode three of the Down Pass Power Hour. I hope you like the new format. <sighs> I'm going to be doing ASMR this entire episode. Just kidding. You actually thought I was going to do ASMR this whole episode. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm not. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know why I started with that bit. I just thought it was funny. Um, but yeah, welcome, uh, welcome back. Welcome, 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 welcome one, welcome all. I don't know why I keep saying welcome, but it's an intro. It counts. Um, and of course, as you know, unscripted as always, I'm really just going off the top of my head. And if that's what comes in, that's what comes in. Hope you guys are all doing well. Had a great week. My week for sure was, uh, busy. Um, my voice will probably sound a little bit off today because I was, uh, screaming my head off yesterday at uh, a football game. More on that in a few minutes. But um, I guess as always, um, this is the Down Bad's Power Hour, as I said, my unscripted podcast where I talk about life, um, just anything that comes up, anything that I feel is funny, and if you think it's funny too, that's pretty cool. Thanks a lot. Um, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, I don't really know if I want to put myself on any other platforms because who really listens to Stitcher or Google Podcasts? If you do, um, good for you, but... You know, I just don't think the audience is really there for that. So uh, make sure you go follow me on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, leave a five-star review if you, you like the show. Um, what else can I say? Go follow the Instagram at downbazpod, all one word. Um, and if there's anything you think I should be talking about on this podcast, I might do something in the future with it. I mentioned that in the last episode, I think. Um my email is down baz power hour, but I spelled it wrong. It's P W R H R, not power hour. It's like spelled out completely. I just shortened it. I don't know why I did that, but just thought it was catchy and it worked. So that's that's the email that you can email me at. I'm happy to hear anything that you've got for me. So um, with all that out of the way, thank you so much again for checking this episode out. Whether this is your first episode or you've been here for three weeks in a row, I'm just happy you're here with me. And there's another voice crack. I will have to take a sip of water every time that I have one so that I can stay uh, hydrated and my throat does not give out on me. Because, as I mentioned a minute ago, I went to a football game yesterday because, of course, now it's NFL season and, you know, football is my favorite sport. So um, in Chicago, there is this organization called the Chi-Town Dog Pound and they are allegedly the biggest fan support group of the Cleveland Browns in the country. And, of course, they're situated right here in Chicago. So, you know, I, I heard about it last year because the guy who runs it graduated from my high school back home like 20 years ago. But, you know, it was just cool to kind of have that connection. And, you know, he's like, hey, who's from Sugar and Falls? You know, I'm, I don't really care if I dox myself, you know. I'm, I'm pretty open about where I live and what I do and shit. So um, he's like, yeah, who, I'm from Sugar and Falls, you know, and a couple people's hands went up and I was in the back. I was like, yeah, like, you know, so that was, that was, that was fun, whatever. So a couple, couple Sugar people are there, I guess. Um, but anyway, so yesterday was kind of weird because, um, you know, as you know, it was Sunday, today's Monday. Um, and, you know, it was like pouring rain. So I get up in the morning and I'm like, all right, because they said to be there around like, you know, 11 or so because that's like when people are showing up they're expecting a huge crowd first game of the season makes sense so it's like pouring rain outside I, I just don't even feel like bringing a raincoat because that's just more shit to keep track of so I just wore a jersey I wore a beanie 
and like sweatpants and like beater shoes that I could just wear to a bar because I didn't know how sloppy this place was going to be. Because it's at Old Crow, which is a bar in Wrigleyville right by where the Cubs play. Um, and, you know, I thought it might have been a little trashy or something, but it's very popular among like kids I go to school with. So maybe it's nice. I, I, I wasn't sure what to expect, but it was like pouring rain, whatever. Building's flooded. I have to walk like through like two or three inches of water in the lobby. Elevator's out. So that was kind of nasty. It's like pouring rain outside. It's, you know, whatever. That's important for later as well. I'm not just saying this for my own health. Um, but I get there and it's probably mm, like 10 minutes to 11 and all they have are pretty much like four tops. Like any of the two tops have been taken. And I just feel like so awkward because it's like, here's everybody, they know what they're doing. And then there's a dude like me who it's his first game, just turned 21, you know, like I can drink now, it's whatever. Um, and that was kind of strange, you know, um, I, I don't really know what I was, what I was doing. Cause you know, waitresses were coming around. They're like, Hey, you want to eat yet? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to wait till the game starts. And like some of the officers were coming around. They're like, Hey, you know, is it your first time here? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, Oh, well, welcome. So they were all pretty nice. And I guess they do a lot of like charity work in the community and all that. So that was really cool. Um, to know that they're just like there and it's just fun to go watch football with these people because a lot of them are from Cleveland. I mean, I would assume all of them are from Cleveland, but, um, yeah, no, it's, it's really, it's a cool little, little group because like I ended up like shooting the shit with like three guys who I like had no idea who they were. They came up to me and they're like, Hey, can we sit at your table? And I'm like, sure, why not? And they're all from like Hudson, which is a town like 30 minutes from me back home. And we ended up just talking about life and stuff. It's just cool because I don't really get to like chat with like older adults on a daily basis. And, you know, they're not like cool. They're not like, you know, handing you free drinks or sharing shit with you, you know? And I mean, I would, I rightfully shared back and stuff, but you know, that was just fun. And then of course the game itself, this is where it gets fun. Um, the game was pretty much like down to the wire. Like the Browns had like a 20 to seven lead at one point. Then the Panthers took the lead. Cause this is like the Browns Panthers, like Baker Mayfield revenge game against Cleveland. So yeah, so it was 20 to 7, then they score, and then we kick a field goal. And then wait, no. No wait, that's wrong cuz it was tw- was it? No. Cuz we tw- no, yeah, 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 kicked a field goal cuz it was 26. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, okay. I'm just trying to remember the game. Even I can't even remember yesterday. I wasn't like drunk or anything. I didn't like blackout or any like nothing like that because I'm again not a huge drinker to begin with. But I was like trying to remember like okay, 26-24 is the final score. It was 20 to 14. We kicked a field goal. Because then they scored again. It was 23-21. Then they kicked a field goal to go ahead with, like, a minute to go, and it was 24-23. So, I mean, the place was, like, you know, everybody's anuses were just, like, clenched, you know? Like, everybody was just like, oh, my God, we, I can't believe we blew the game. Because we have also not won our opening, game, our opening day matchup in 18 years. 2004 was the last time. So we are 0-16-1. and all in those in that in that time span, so th- to win this kind of game would be huge. So you know we drive down the field. You know there's a questionable penalty, whatever. But we have enough time to kick a 58 yard field goal and outtrots our rookie kicker, Cade York, who again, if you if you know being a Browns fan, you know um, our kicker position has never really been the strongest. We've always kind of struggled there, but. This guy was already three for three on the game, two extra points. Could you really have expected anything less? Because I was telling people around me, I'm like, we need at least 10 more yards. You don't want to put as much pressure on this kicker. But he sure as shit delivered because 
It was a 58-yard shot right down the middle. It was unbelievable. The place went crazy, and now I am going to play myself reacting to the incident, and, like, that's why my voice is so fucked up today because I literally, like, it's, it's crazy. I'll just let you hear it. Here we go. I'm just going to play it now. I know, I sound like a 12-year-old girl in that clip, but I, I mean, I just lost my mind, you know, because like that was, in that moment, that was probably one of the most unbelievable, like, things I've experienced as a Browns fan, and to do it at a bar with like rabid Browns fans, like, that was really cool, even cooler than like going to a stadium where there's like 50,000 people, or 70,000 people, I don't even know how many First Energy seats, but regardless it's just fun because like you can just talk with people it's more like an, of an intimate experience and I, I had a good time I'd love to go back to more games in the future um, so that was really the biggest thing that happened in the last week nothing really too big happened but while we're on the topic of old crow I figured I'd, I'd bring up another uh, funny anecdote from the week um, so there's this girl that I um, matched with on tinder um, and, you know, this is the same girl who invited me to a party last week and then kind of didn't tell me the details. And me, of course, being the nice guy that I am, I give way too many second chances. I, um, I didn't, like, unadd her after that. I just kind of was like, okay, whatever. It was raining anyways that day, so I can't really blame you for that. But she messages me, like, on Friday, last Friday when the episode dropped, um, you know, like, wow, your story the other day was so funny because, you know, I posted about the queen dying, which I will talk about very soon. It's amazing how I can just like plan all this out ahead of time. Like, yes, it's unscripted, but I, I sort of have like a flow of what I want to go um, with topic wise and just like just keep going and going and going and talk until I can't really talk about it anymore. <laughs> so anyway, so I posted something about the queen is dead. She laughed and she like that was her like opening thing. Not like, hey, sorry, you know, I forgot about that party or whatever. So this is important because, you know, she kind of asked me the same sort of deal like, hey, you know, what are you doing this weekend? And I'm like, well, tomorrow I'm going to go to Andersonville and check out this new vintage store, and, you know, Sunday I'm going to go to um, to Old Crow to watch the, the Browns game. And she's like, oh, wow, that's so fun. My uh, Me and my friends, we're going to go out to Wrigley on Saturday tomorrow if you want to join us. And I'm like, sure, why not? Like, again, I went into this with some suspicion because the communication was not great last time. I'm just like, why not? Give her a second chance, see what happens see if anything comes of it, um, so whatever, it, it happens, I don't hear anything from her all day Saturday, and, um, I, I text her at probably, like, I don't know, 7 o'clock that night, I'm like, hey, are we still good for 10, because I was supposed to go over to her place for, like, a pregame before we went out to some bars, and she's like, yep, we're still good, and I'm like, okay, can I have your address, because I don't really know where you live, and she's like, wait, what? I, I I have no clue what I told you last night. I'm like, what? Like, it was, I, I basically was like the fucking, the Guardians of the Galaxy clip where it's like, Star-Lord's like, what? And Kurt Russell's like, yeah, I know it looks bad. <laughs> like, that, that kind of shit. Like, that's how I was in that moment. And you're like, 
You just have no idea what the fuck she just said. Like, you have no clue telling me you invited me out with your friends. Oh, actually, no, wait. First she said, oh, I'm sorry. I'm out right now. That's where I was like, what? And then I'm like, and then, 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 yeah, then she said, I have no clue what I told you. I am like remembering this all wrong. I'm so sorry, but that is part of the bit. I'm already out. That was, that was just the kicker right there. I was like, that's awesome. Um, so then I like try to just like remind her like, yeah, you invited me to go to a pregame at your place. And then we're going to go to some bars. And she's like, oh yeah, no, that was meant for you. I just don't remember telling you that. So I was like, you fucking bitch. Like, you stood me up in, like, the worst way possible. So it's like, I don't even know why I waste my time with, with dating apps and stuff. And, you know, people have told me, well, why don't you start meeting people in person? And I'm like, <laughs> have, have we met before? Like, I, I am not the most socially gracious person in the world. I, I usually don't hold my own with women. Um, so that's why I've sort of resorted to going back on, on dating apps for a little bit. But I think I'm going to get off of them for a little bit because it's like, it's just not fun. You, you match with somebody and then like after a week, it just like funnels out or just some shit happens. It's just annoying to deal with. Like, I don't really know what I want right now because my, my relationship status has just been all over the place for the, the past year. Um, so yeah, we'll see where, what happens and where it goes. I just, I just want to meet people right now and, and see what happens. So now that that's out of the way, that was pretty fucking awesome. But now the queen died. The queen finally fucking died. She was 96 and the world really took notice. Twitter was fucking hilarious. The rest of the world took it way too seriously. Like every news channel in the country was airing these things. She, she's not even from here. Like I understand she's a ceremonial figure and whatever, but come on now. It's like you don't need to dedicate like entire news coverages to the queen dying. She, like what's the relation here? It's just like and Twitter was just, like, hilarious, and, of course, everybody did the, the classic Smiths joke, and that's what I did, too. You know, The Queen is Dead, their 1986 album, I posted on my story, and I was like, literally, and I thought that was pretty funny. Maybe a little overdone by a lot of people, but, you know, like, some of the things on Twitter, there was, like, The Queen's Be Real, and it's, like, Princess Diana, and whatever, the other guy that died last, I have no idea about the fucking royal family. But I just thought that was funny, and just some of the other bits, like, everybody was ruthless on there, and you know what? I think they're right. I think they're, they're justified in... Um, kind of giving her shit because she was not really that great of a woman, a little, little racist. Um, and plus, you know, <laughs> it was funny because I was, <coughs> excuse me, reading a headline. Um, and of course, guess who said this? Tucker Carlson. Uh, not surprising at all. The British Empire was not perfect, but it was far more humane than any other ever. So not only are you justifying colonialism, but you're like saying, oh yeah, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years of controlling colonies in Africa and using them for all of their natural resources and then wondering why they're third world countries now, <laughs> you know, that you're just a fucking idiot. So yeah, Queen Elizabeth was not that great of a woman. I think the, the monarchy in general is just a pretty shitty thing. Yeah, of course, they're just ceremonial figures there, but what they stand for and what they represent as a whole is just kind of sad, you know, and the fact that everybody's like, you know, even before like the first fucking football game on Thursday night, they're like, we want to take a moment to honor Queen Elizabeth, who was just a great woman who unified people. And I'm like, fuck off. Stop with the fucking showmanship. It's just, it's cheap. You don't, you don't need to do that. You know, it's, it's just not necessary. So the queen died. It was pretty funny with some of the memes that came up about it. 
and good for her. She died. You know, that's that's all I can really say. So, now that we have the queen dying, why don't we stay on the, the topic of British people by talking about all of the drama with this Harry Styles, fucking Florence Pugh, Olivia Wilde, Chris Pine movie, Don't Worry Darling. So it's premiered at Venice, film festival, of course, um, and it is not doing too hot, critically, of course. The, the movie has its own kind of fucking problems on, you know, the, the, the acting side of things, because, you know, Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde allegedly had an affair, and, you know, that's why Sudeikis and Wilde split up. You know, Florence Pugh wasn't happy with, like, Shia LaBeouf and whatever. I don't know the whole story, but I just think it's so, like, strange how, like, like you know, all these people who you think are, like, genuine. Like, Harry Styles, I mean, he's, he's a pretty clean-cut guy, you know, even though he was in a boy band and whatever. He's still a level-headed guy, good guy. Florence Pugh is just wonderful. She's very attractive, but she's a very wonderful person. She's very brave. She's very like, so when she, she usually speaks out about something, I, I, I trust her and, and what she says because she's, she's usually pretty spot on most of the time. And then of course the newest revelation of it all was fucking Harry Styles spitting on Chris Pine. Like that's apparently like what the internet's come to. So basically like Harry's walking back to his seat after like giving a speech or, or something and it looked like he spit on Chris Pine because, like, Chris Pine's, like, he's clapping, and then, you know, he stops all of a sudden as if something were have flown in his face or just something threw him off guard. But it doesn't really look like... I mean, obviously, the video's from TMZ, so not amazing quality. However, it doesn't look like Harry, like, opens his mouth enough to, like, spit on him. You know what I mean? Like, I think, if anything what Harry might have done, and this is just sheer conjecture here, I think he might have, like, mouthed something to him that really, like, caught him off guard, and, um, yeah, I think, I don't think he, um, I don't think he spit on, on him, so, I'm trying to think, what else has been, what else has been going on here? I mean, Florence Pugh obviously talking about sex scenes, that was not really, uh, her favorite thing to do, and you know what? I don't blame her. If that's all you're being used for, um, that's that's also not cool. But I guess that's an integral part of the movie. I I probably will not see it because it just doesn't look like that good of a movie or that interesting. Um, and then I think like she had some pro. She wasn't like marketing the film because like Olivia Wilde reached out to him and was like, "Hey, you know, this movie's coming out. It's premiering at one of the biggest film festivals in the world. Could you fucking promote it, please?" And she's like. No, you know, and it's like, I, I don't know what's going on there, and like, I I really, I just don't know, it's just like there's there's too much going on with that to really, um, to really comment, but it was just interesting, and I just thought I would just speak on it a little bit, um, at least to the best of my ability, um, but speaking of sex, and we'll sort of end it on this note, because it is a funny story, um, Hudson Mohawk's uh, song Seabat? from uh, his 2011 tape, or 2012 tape, I can't remember which one it is, Satin Panthers, it's, it's gone viral for one of the funniest reasons in, in the world. Um, so there's this Redditor online that got so much, like, so much clout because he, he said, well, why don't I just read the post right here? I, I have it up right here. It's from uh, TIFU on Reddit, r slash TIFU. So... My 20 female girlfriend of two years 
told me the music I play during sex is weird and a major turnoff. Keep in mind, this guy's 25. So I'm going to read you the whole thing, and then we'll kind of, we'll kind of give our, our debriefing of it. So a little backstory. When I, I first started having sex, I researched into ways to be better as I was a little stiff and pretty much had no idea what I was doing. I read online that you can play music and match the rhythm in order to put on a better performance. Okay, the music, music does help for sure. Um, not that I've had sex before, but just even when you're with people and just doing whatever. <laughs> um, music, music definitely helps out a little bit. Gives, gives you the vibe, gives you the energy, and helps you kind of do that. So I, I searched lovemaking songs and slowly started creating a playlist in which I was comfortable matching the rhythm. There are a few songs to my playlist. However, there is one song in particular which actually happens to be my favorite that my girlfriend hates and she says turns her off in a major way. I don't understand why it has taken her two years to tell me she hates that song. It's a good lovemaking song with good rhythm. I feel the way I fucked up is I could have possibly asked her previously if she likes the playlist or any song she'd like to add or change. But to leave it for two years thinking our sex life is great but in her lies has just been ruined by my music has left the whole situation feeling awkward and I'm a bit annoyed. I pretty much played this tune every single time. <laughs> So the amount of times she must have not been enjoying it, when I thought the complete opposite, is annoying but also embarrassing in ways. Not to mention my previous partners, however, they never complained about this song, so maybe it's just her? It's fucked up, the relationship, to be honest, because sex feels awkward now. The other day we were having sex with no music, but I was, <laughs> I was still thrusting to the tune playing in my head. She recognized this and asked me to stop. Okay, this is where I kind of think it's going a little too far. Like, it's like, it's, it's too specific. Like, this is not, not real at all. But, um, I, 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 I thought this song was perfect, and it, it feel it gives me the perfect rhythm for doing the deed to, or doing the deed to. I guess he misspelled to. I, uh, I usually bust to this song and find it devastating. She hates the song. And then, of course, he links to the song itself, and it's fucking Seabat by Hudson Mohawk. And too long didn't read, she hates my lovemaking tunes, and didn't tell me for over two years, making sex now awkward. So, I, I personally, like I said just a second ago, I think this is a fucking copypasta. Like, this is way too specific. Like, it's almost as if this guy had been, like, thinking it up in his head, he's, like, doing this for stand-up, and then he, like, plays that song and, like, gets a huge laugh out of the audience. Like, there's no way you're actually having sex to Hudson Mohawk's music. Like, I like Hudson Mohawk. There's no disrespect. Seabat's not even a bad song. And the fact that everybody's not going to be like, ah, oh, you know, this funny, funny, funny song, funny door squeaking uh, fucking drop. Ah, it's hilarious. Hudson Mohawk is a really talented artist. You know, from that tape itself, there's a lot of really great songs. He's influenced a lot of great artists that came after him, like Sam Gallatry, who's one of my favorite producers in the world. Um, you know, there's a lot of similarities in their sound. Obviously, maybe not with Seabat, but, you know... I think the song's not that bad on its own, but if you're having sex to that song, I'm sorry. Play some fucking Weekend. Play some old soul music, some D'Angelo, some fucking... I don't even know. Just something that is not, like, dance music. Like, I I don't even know. It's like you're going to have sex to, like, fucking Bonfire by Knife Party. Like, you're like, you know, you got the... And you're like, oh my god, I'm gonna come! Like, if, if, like that's, that's basically what the level that it's on. Divided by about 10 in terms of significance. But it is still funny, nonetheless, that that is what is sort of, like, trending on the internet right now. Some dude who had sex to Seabat by, by Hudson Mohawk. So, uh, I think 
overall, that's all I wanted to touch on this week. Um, it was, again, pretty lame uh, in terms of my own week. I mean, I could tell you what happened, but really not a lot. Just went to class, went home, I cook, I I do other stuff. I mean, I don't really know. I don't really – like last week just did not have a lot to talk about in terms of my personal life. But the, the Internet was great, and it provided some great, great things to comment on. So – um, that again, I guess wraps up this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you've made it this far, I appreciate you all. Um, and we will see you next Friday with a brand new episode. Peace guys. Oh, and, and one more for the road. <laughs>